1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Culture Experienced. This is a conversation with Joan and Harry for the April 17th letter that, Dad, you wrote home. We are still in Freetown at the Beach House, and some other missionaries are spending time with us. Did they get vacations very often, or was this like Isla Shea and here comes and stays with us? Was that just happenstance that, hey, we were going and... and it would be good to to hang out with us. I think that this could have been happenstance, but I do know that the, the missionaries did require like an R&R and they went down to the beach area or guest houses that they had in Freetown. So how often they did it, we didn't see them. Really I don't think that it was often. very often. And I think maybe because we were there, they kind of like took advantage of it because somebody could be with them. We head back to the beaches. I recall that we really liked the beaches in Sierra Leone. Were there other so-called beach goers on these beaches? Or was it really people use those beaches as a way to make money? I I know there's several pictures of fishermen that we have. And, and, you know, obviously the fishermen are going to be out going out and catching their fish. But did you see a lot of Sierra Leoneans that would be hanging out on a beach relaxing? I don't think I ever saw a Sierra Leonean hanging out on the beach. It definitely, what few people were on the beach were probably going to be Westerners. And as we have said, we were actually staying in a Lutheran beach house, but the Wesleyans had one very close. I mean, most of the religious groups did have some place down in or near Freetown where missionaries could stay if they had to do business down in the city. But the beaches of Sierra Leone were magnificent. They are among the most beautiful beaches we have ever gone to. And we've been to a lot of beaches. I mean, the sand was like pure white. It was and very, very fine. It was truly a wonderful experience to be there and to be there by ourselves, other than the fact when we were watching the fishermen who were had gone out from the river that was coming into the ocean and how they were, you know, they were fixing their nets or coming back with fish. It was all, that was a unique experience and wonderful. You know, I think something that would be interesting today would be to go back. And I know we've made some contacts with some folks who do go there now, but just, you know, our experience in Ghana Mm -hmm. and the beaches in, in Ghana, 
so you know this is 40 years later the increase in the plastics and the garbage essentially over that time period and i've had conversations with some other folks you know if you think back to 1980 we were not using the level of plastic that we are today and nor were they you know when you think about the they did not have very good access to clean water but they did have access to to water and they were typically wells and and they would be transferring that by by buckets and we would be filtering our water through i remember there was um there was some ceramic yeah filter filter. uh, or boiling our water both I remember one time Yamari broke the filter, broke the filter, yeah. and she was just devastated. I mean, she was beside herself. Right. But and that's how we got our clean water. It is, yeah. And not through plastic bottles and bags oh, no, and that no, kind of no. thing, which has really, certainly in, in Ghana, not Sierra Leone, but that that is how many if not the vast majority of folks there get their clean water. And there's a need for clean water, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have the dysentery and and all of the other diseases that uh, cholera, that kind of stuff that uh, impact an area without clean water. I distinctly remember the beaches and let's say Ghana were full of these, full of plastics, right? Full of these plastic bags, that kind of stuff. I mean, I've even been in the water, you know, swimming in the ocean and could feel the plastic, while you know it's rubbing your body while you're trying to swim, I it's wouldn't that go, prevalent. I wouldn't go into the water. Right, and and I yeah. remember going there, going, I'm not going to go in this in water, water either. Although there are, you know, they were going there in are, there. There are particular beaches in Ghana that they do have clean, but then we right. also saw how they cleaned up the beaches and. I wasn't satisfied with that. So you wonder if that same thing is really happening to these beaches where you have, essentially it's ocean Mm -hmm. trash, ocean ocean garbage just working its way back to the shore and kind of destroying these environments. Anyway, just an interesting observation. I I distinctly Mm -hmm. remember when we had gone. To get back to Yamari and the ceramic piece that we used for filtering our water that she broke, I, and I said she was so devastated, but we just made, we, we just reassured her that it was an accident. And for her, she didn't have to pay for it. She didn't, I think she was just very distraught. We just had to get a new one. I think we had to wait a little bit to get one, though. I, I don't think we could get it in town if somebody had to go to McKenney or Freetown. Freetown to get one. And it probably made no difference to at least my level of illness <laughs> there. <laughs> Maybe, you were the lucky one. You were you, sick you were, a you lot. were building up your immunity. Right. Dad, you went into Freetown. You were talking about going into Freetown to finish up shopping for gifts coming back. Were there particular spots, like area, were, were you just looking to go to street vendors or did you kind of have in the back of your head, hey, you know, we're, these were the types of things that we wanted to bring back? Because I know like the placemats, those were the big things. And that was done up by us. Mm-hmm. I, very authentic, right? Authentic, uh, a local weaver mm-hmm. by the ferry. You know, we've got the pictures to prove it. So, but we're, what, what other things might you have been looking for in a big city as opposed to upcountry? I'm really not remembering, but I think a lot of it was from street vendors. The and there were various kinds of crafts. One of the things would have been like tie dye, and it might have been shirts that were actually made, or we may have just purchased the material. But tie dye was definitely one of the things 
for which Sierra Leone was well known. I think one of the things that we would find down in Freetown, which we didn't have up country, was the kind of shirts where we would have like the map of Africa on it, along with the tie dye, you know, maybe a more sophisticated kind of shirt. But what I remember most about shopping, especially with youth kids, was that because your Creole was much better than ours, and you were able to bargain with the vendors, and they were so delighted that you would be speaking their Creole, that you could get, you know, you were able to get the prices that maybe we didn't get. But they, I think they did it because here were these little young boys who were speaking the Creole. And I, I remember that distinctly, that they were amazed. Well, I think that is good for this letter. The next letter will be on April 19th. So on to the letter. Letter written April 17th, 1981, which was Good Friday, to Mom Thornhill. Dear Mom, Happy Easter. We received three letters from you last night. The Islas brought down mail that came after we had left. Isla Shea is staying with us this weekend. We are having a wonderful vacation. The weather has been almost perfect, and the sea breeze means that it has not been really hot. We have been staying out of the sun in the middle of the day, so no one has gotten burned. We have walked to the beach that we had gone to at Christmas time that we really love. We have gone a couple of times and will probably go again tomorrow. I think that I wrote you in McKenney in my last letter that we came down by lorry and made very good time. We stayed in the city for lunch, hamburgers, and then took a poda poda to the Lutheran office, and Grandma Lou brought us out to the beach house. Tuesday, we stayed here all day and just relaxed and went swimming. On Wednesday, we went into Freetown and did quite a bit of shopping for gifts. We had lunch in the city and walked all over the place looking for things that we had wanted to buy. We had a taxi bring us back as it was about 5 o'clock, and it is rush hour there, just as it is in the States. So the potapotas would have been very full. We did get home in time for another swim before dark. The boys were very good considering the length of time that we had spent in the city and how much walking we had actually done. Yesterday, we walked over to the hidden beach that has the river that goes out into the ocean. The Islers and Isla arrived around five o'clock, so by that time we had dinner and read the mail. That was about it for the day. Today we didn't get very far either. We walked to a small village about a mile away and bought some bread and a few other small items. I'm planning on going into the city again tomorrow to try to finish up our gift shopping. I think that Mark may come with me, but I don't think anyone else will. I don't want to spend the whole day again, just part of the morning, and I pretty much know where I want to go. I'm to pick up our airline tickets tomorrow, and our schedule is to arrive in New York at 5 a.m. on July 3rd. We may be leaving Comiqui on the morning of July 2nd and be traveling from Comiqui to New York in a little over 24 hours. Talk about culture shock. We may be tired doing it this way, but it seems safest for the baggage. We fly from Freetown to Monrovia via KLM and then Pan Am to New York. 
it does not seem possible that in two and a half months we will be home. The year has gone by very quickly. From your letter, it sounds as if the Greenport School plays have gotten to be quite something. The stage in Greenport is very good, so I'm glad that they are getting some use out of it. I think that we will be going up country on Monday with the Islers, maybe Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday are both holidays here, so I will not be missing any school, so it does not matter to me. Joan is staying next week for a few days extra to give Glenn a company coming back after bringing the Dows down to the airport. If we do not go until Tuesday, Isla will have to take a lorry up on Monday as she needs to be to work at the hospital on Tuesday morning. Therefore, we are hoping that the Islers go on Monday. I will mail this at the post office in Freetown tomorrow. You should get it before you receive one mailed in Canada by the Doe's. But if not, you can catch up on the gap in the news. One of the letters we've just received from you was quite old, over a month, and I know we have received letters that you had written after that one. The mail is still very funny. Guess that's all for now. Again, Happy Easter. Love, Mark, Kyle, Ross, Joni, and Harold. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Culture Experienced. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss new episodes. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you, so please drop us a note at info at cultureexperienced.com. Thank you for listening. 